Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. With everything going on, uh, life doesn't stop. Sports may be stopped, but news about sports does not. We're going to talk about that. We might hear from you a little bit here if you're so inclined. I know you're out there because, by golly, the traffic, you'd think we were under no stay-at-home order. And I know Thursday's kind of a big day in delivery and that sort of thing, so some of that I get, but... Gosh, it seemed like there were a lot of people out there today. All right, uh, welcome in. Hey, Ben. Ben Byram producing. P-Man with you. Hey, Ben. Ben, did you... uh, Am I crazy or does it just seem like there's a lot of people out there driving? I was almost late getting here. There's traffic everywhere. Yeah. Nothing has changed. I was on... uh, couple of highways today because I had essential work that had to get done Okay, by myself practically. I believe you. And I mean, I, I drove by myself and then where I got by myself. Limited interaction with folks. Very good social distancing. But the traffic to get to and fro was remarkable. Like, I felt like I couldn't move. I mean, it just was hard to navigate. And so I'm just concerned that are we doing enough things to... And I understand part of the challenge for some of the people in our, you know, in the county or, or even in more rural counties outside of Greenville, you know, may have to drive to go to the store a ways. But I'm not talking about those kind of roads. I'm talking about like main thoroughfares in town. I'm talking like main highways on the east, like 795 and 264 and was on 70. To, and it just, it's like, I, I'm just, you know, curious to what that many people were doing out on a Thursday. My wife called me at lunch and she talked about all the traffic that she was encountering. It just, it just seemed like there was more traffic today. And, and you know, it's a lovely day today. You probably couldn't find a better day, but and it's going to be a lovely weekend. And I just, I'm so concerned that people are not going to abide by this because this, the, if they abide by it now, all right, we're back to sports more quickly, but the biggest thing is we're back to getting, Businesses that desperately need to be back in business, back in business. People who desperately need to be working, back working. And it's, uh, and I don't know, it's just, um, that was a little disheartening there. If people keep this up, the government might, might have to take more drastic measures here, and I definitely don't want that. Well, and see, I don't think na- nationally they want to do that. Other states have, and I think this will be, but I mean, not, not that I want to get wild political here, but I mean, do we want to leave that up to the people running this state to put more drastic measures in place? I'm no, 
And I, I understand there's some controversy today. There was a flyer that city leaders are responding to about a sale at, at Lowe's. And, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm not going to get dragged in the middle of that. The decisions are being made not, you know, and, and you can argue the modeling and you can argue all of this. I mean, now there's some talk from health officials in the state that the peak will be in May and, and the peak seems to be moving, but that may be a mechanism of people are, are by and large following this edict and staying in. But I mean, I, I was, I was at a place today and I understand the guy had business to do, but they were driving over to Wilson from a part of Lenore County. And I, again, it's just a couple guys in a truck. I, I, I got the feeling that they they were not related. They knew each other and worked with each other closely enough. But, I mean, it's just a lot of traffic out there. And, you know, there's a stay-at-home issue, st stay-at-home order issued here. There's not in South Carolina, but there is here. And, and it's one of 30-some-odd states where this is happening. Now, there are other states where people are allowed to, but, but their situation is a lot different than the situation. Uh, here right now. So I just, I found that uh, kind of, kind of agitating. Uh, what is your situation? Are you concerned uh, about there being at this point, no football? Are you concerned about there being no, uh, so we will open the lines. If someone calls, we'll put them on. Why not? I, I, I really would like to hear what somebody's issue is at their, you know, their house, if they're abiding by this, if they're frustrated, if they're not abiding by it, and they're kind of out and about living life, why? Uh, and that's a 252-561 game, 252-561-4263. We'll put you on. Uh, but uh, some, just, you know, the job numbers, scary. Now, a lot of that, obviously, are, are in industries that have been hard hit. Uh, travel industries, hotel industries, uh, restaurant industries, certain uh, jobs that rely on constant income. And, I mean, I'm... People do have to work. I totally get that. I'm I'm one of those people that's out working and, and thankful and feel very blessed every day that I'm I'm able to. Uh, you know, but uh, it's just it's one of those deals that um, a lot of people today didn't look like they were conducting essential businesses. They were just kind of riding around, joyriding in their car in some places. And I get you can go out to the store and go eat, but good gosh. The, 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 uh, if you stick, stay put, the sooner this damn thing will be over with. I mean, I, that's kind of the way to look at it at the moment. Anyway, I'm going to get off of that, Ben. Uh, Billy Ripken, Bill Ripken, Cal's brother, but a great analyst on the MLB network. Uh, and, uh, of course, was in the big leagues for a dozen years, is going to hop on with us, uh, I think, in the next half hour. And we're going to talk to uh, Bill Ripken. He's done, he does have a new book out regarding kind of analytics and all that, but I, I'm anxious to kind of find out from him what he thinks about, you know, whether baseball will be firing up this year or not. They have probably in their agreement between the players and owners in kind of some revised language as far as uh, players' union and, and ownership and their agreement go um, that – Fans will have to be able to come to the games in order for them to, to start games back. That tells me that uh, Major League Baseball definitely feels like they need to have more than just TV and, and ad revenue 
for this thing to be successful for the owners. They need to have fans buying tickets. So uh, we'll ask Billy Ripken about that coming up. Uh, Brian Mole will be joining us in a little bit. Uh, we'll talk to Brian about uh, this thing that would you say that we're starved for entertainment at this point in this country? I mean, there is a word that Turner and TNT might be putting on a, a made for TV kind of uh, foursome deal with that sounded bad. I know, but uh, <laughs> that they're going to have this sort of made for TV golf deal. It's a rematch of, of tiger and Phil, but it would include Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Doing what? So we'll get doing playing what golf. Oh, okay. Playing golf. Yeah. Playing golf. Bitter rivals. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, you Just know, playing I, golf. Yeah. You, you remember when tiger and Phil had their, the pay-per-view. pay-per-view yeah and it was kind of a i mean it was fine but it was it was not great i think they had some technical issues and anyway you know it was okay uh yeah so yeah i i don't think that that is a anything anybody wanted to see that rematch necessarily but i do think people would be interesting uh, interested in, in adding those other two guys in uh, because of that rivalry there. So, yeah, I think that could be an interesting uh, thing. Speaking of Tom Brady, uh, a couple of Tom Brady notes. Uh, it was announced he's going to be on with Howard Stern next week. That's interesting, isn't it? For sure. So for Brady's, sure. Brady's going to do a long, uh, a long form with him, so we'll get some cuts from that, I'm sure. And then... Um, the New England Patriots and their owner, Robert Kraft, and I mean, there's a lot of things that people sort of bust on Robert Kraft about, and rightfully so. Uh, but Robert Kraft went to, uh, sent, they, they, they own two 767 planes, and they actually sent one of them to get uh, some of those uh, masks, the N95 masks. They, they sent a plane to China to get some of those. Uh, on behalf of the Massachusetts governor, he was able to get a deal where he could get those masks for, uh, healthcare workers, but had no way to get the masks quickly shipped out of China to, to Massachusetts. So Robert Kraft, uh, stepped in and took one of his own air. I mean, paid the freight for his own airliner to one of his own airplanes to go and, and do that. And here's, what's remarkable about, uh, remarkable about it. Because I guess China may not have had some of the, the pieces of equipment in case you have a mechanical issue or, you know, you have a problem with the tires or something. The plane had to take on like spare tires and certain pieces of backup equipment to do that. It's a remarkable story. And uh, kind of another case of like a private business stepping up and, and doing uh, some real good. I don't know if this is a false headline or not. We had our, uh, you know, the Tiger King is is really uh, taking off, as you know, Ben Byram. And oh, yeah. uh, we know all about it. Word is Joe Exotic has coronavirus, according to an article out of uh, England. How they would know, I don't know. But I think it's the Daily Mail who has put out the word that uh, 
Our guy, uh, Joe Exotic, has been hospitalized with the coronavirus. So it's 50-50. Daily Mail, uh, <laughs> not too sure about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Last I saw, they were taking like uh, precautionary measures for the coronavirus in the jail that he's held in. But I didn't see anything about him getting the coronavirus. Well, that that we'll, we'll further investigate that, but that's according to a report right now. Uh, O.J. Simpson, the juice. When you want to know something about certain things, you go to an expert. And, it, you know, O.J. was proven not guilty, but a lot of people think he's an expert in, you know, disposing of your, your ex, right? Or your spouse. Uh, he was found guilty in civil court of it. Here is uh, O.J. Simpson via Twitter. I can't even believe we're playing this. Talking about uh, Carol Baskin from the Tiger King, who is accused in that documentary of killing her husband, perhaps feeding her husband to one of her pet tigers. Crazy. Uh, here is O.J. on that. Do you have that ready, Ben? All right, here's O.J. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. I just got back from the golf course where I actually played pretty well. Uh, now it's back at home, back to the couch, and back to television. Listen, I've had so many people on my case asking me to watch some show called Tiger King. Oh well, God. yesterday I watched this show, and mm. oh my God, is America in this bad a shape? I watched about six episodes of this show, and I couldn't even believe what I was looking at. White people! <laughs> What's with you and wild animals? Leave them animals alone! <laughs> the show is crazy, but it's so crazy you kind of keep watching. One thing I will say, there's not a shred of doubt in my mind that that lady's husband is uh, Tiger Shishimi right now. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> Take care, and I hope you find something better to watch. Like you on Twitter. So Juice is implicating her in... She did it, right? That's what I take from that. Well, he's got the book, If I Did It. Didn't, did yes, I ever release If I Did It? Yeah. He's... So he knows how to like plan I, these kind of things out. Like I said, you know, Juice could be considered an expert in this field. Uh, and that continues to be a growing trend there. Uh, I was sad to see, uh, the, uh, a post from, uh, Rob Burke. Now Rob spent the second part of the year as the interim basketball coach at UNCW. And he did a really fantastic job, uh, kind of re-energized the basketball program down there. Uh, but it was sad to see that, uh, Rob Burke's dad, the legendary Bill Burke, who was uh, the coach at Chowan for a number of years. Uh, coach Nate McMillan took him through the JUCO ranks up to a, uh, a four-year school, uh, and he was the longtime coach there. Well, he went on after that and was a scout with the Blazers. Nate McMillan, of course, was involved with the Blazers, and Bob Burke uh, apparently has... Uh, headed back to a home, his home in Wilson. And, uh, they're dealing with some, uh, end of life care 
issues uh, there. And uh, anyway, it was uh, kind of sad to learn that they'll be in Wilson with uh, Bob Burke, will will his uh, son Rob and his daughter. Uh, they'll be there until you know it's time for uh, Bob Burke to meet uh, his maker in a sense, pass to the great beyond, and I uh, hope he's just doing so comfortably. But uh, Coach Burke was about as good a basketball mind as you want to ever come across. And spent some time out as an assistant in Hawaii as well. I mean, Bob Burke is an intriguing guy, and he'd had some really declining health. He'd had a heart attack uh, 12 or 13 years ago, and then from that point on had really had declining health. I understand he had been uh, in a wheelchair here recently, uh, confined to that, and uh, our condolences uh, and thoughts and prayers uh, right now with the Burke family as far as uh, dealing with uh, Bob Burke's uh, end-of-life care that he's currently receiving in Wilson uh, at his home. So uh, we'll, we'll certainly uh, say a prayer for uh, Bob Burke as well as uh, everyone else kind of dealing with uh, everything they're dealing with right now. Uh, there was also some news. Uh, apparently, Paul Cornwell is leaving Aiden Grifton altogether. He put on social media that uh, he's accepting an assistant principal's position at Farmville. So uh, after resigning as the football coach, just being on as the AD at Aiden Grifton, it was uh, announced here on his uh, social media that he is now getting into administration at a higher level and will be a part of that. And uh, that would, I presume, leave Aiden Grifton with uh, some kind of opening for uh, an athletic director. So uh, changes down in Littlefield. All right, uh, we'll take a timeout. Brian Mull scheduled to be with us when we uh, come back. Bill Ripken is still to come. Uh, a lot happening uh, here, and uh, we'll bring it all to you on this uh, Thursday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. This is where the Pirates play. 94.3 The Game, your home for the best ECU game day coverage in all of the Pirate Nation. Patrick Johnson, every weekday at 5. I know he's a friend of yours, but that guy is bonkers. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Enshrinement festivities for the Duke Athletics Hall of Fame and their class of 2020 have been postponed until the fall of 2021. Uh, this was originally supposed to happen in early October of this year, but they have uh, rescheduled the Hall of Fame induction for 2021. Uh, I don't know if that what to read into that other than they just don't want to unnecessarily have people together. So I, I, I don't know what that I means. Duke has been very upfront about a lot of this. Uh, as far as saying we're not going, I mean, they were the reason that the, the, the kind of athletic department that really pressed things with the ACC and to a degree, the NCAA. Uh, but that, ugh, I don't know what to read into that. Uh, it's abundance of caution. 64, a gorgeous day, lots of sun. 44 tonight, it could get down close to 40 in some uh, areas outside of Greenville. Then 69, brother, tomorrow. Uh, 63 Saturday, and again, another uh, 69 with clouds on uh, Sunday. Our, our rain chance maybe is later in the day, Monday into Tuesday uh, next week. Uh, saw the folks, uh, 252 Buzz put this out there, and they credited uh, the people with Next Level Training Center and their Twitter feed. Uh, the legendary 
Marvin Jarman, uh, who walks all the time. And we, we've all picked up Marvin somewhere, walking somewhere. And um, Marvin was uh, making his way over to uh, or just walking around uh, the, uh, the neighborhood. And uh, nowhere for Marvin to really go because uh, Marvin is either at a Rose baseball game or the Little League field at Elm Street or uh, in uh, one of his favorite haunts to get him some uh, food for lunch. Uh, and uh, Marvin was walking around the neighborhood and said uh, people stay home because he wanted to be able to uh, go to these events in the future. So that was a, a really sweet photo. Put a little lump in my throat seeing that earlier today, our guy Marvin Jarman. Uh, but I understand Marvin is getting fed very, very well. So don't fret for Marvin. He's still eating pretty good. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here. Uh, Brian Mull uh, is with us here. Thank you for doing this uh, here. Uh, we appreciate it. Is everything going all right for, for you and your world there and, and navigating the kids through things uh, down in, in Wilmington? Yes, Patrick. Uh, good afternoon. It is, uh, <laughs> it's been interesting for sure. I've uh, become quite acquainted with my two daughters, five and seven. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've had some really good moments and uh, a couple that haven't, uh, you know, we're trying to forget and, and work through, but uh, it's been certainly interesting. My wife has been home most of this week, which has alleviated a little bit of the stress. And we're, we're just in the same boat that so many others are all over the country right now. Are, um, give me, you know, we remember the Tiger Phil made for pay-per-view matchup that I think ended up people ended up getting for free because there were so many problems with the pay-per-view. Right, and we weren't exactly uh, pining for a rematch in that one-on-one -on -one setting, were we? No. I in wasn't. steps, in steps Turner, and they now say, "Well, what if we had Tom Brady and what if we had uh, Peyton Manning to the mix?" Oh, right. uh, well, I mean, if we're going to add uh, in a former or current NFL quarterbacks, I mean. Tony Romo should be at the top of that list. I mean, certainly well, no, the best golfer yeah. of the group. But, but you uh, get you, you get the frenemy sort of uh, thing with that, you know. Yeah. In the in the vein of Tiger and Phil, the sort of frenemy uh, sure. uh, deal. Yeah. And, and we're all starved for some competition. Let's be honest. I don't. Would know. that be Would that be any better to watch? Then the matchup between Tiger and Phil. I have no interest in watching celebrities play bad golf. <laughs> Anywhere. Well, wait a minute. What about uh, when they play Pebble Beach? Yeah, it just doesn't do it. I mean, I've had some great experiences as a caddy out there in that tournament and met some people that I would not have otherwise been able to meet, paired with some guys, the great John O'Hurley, Jay Peterman, for a few days one year and just – but in general, for me to buy a ticket or pay-per-view to watch somebody make a bunch of bogey, I mean, I can go do that anytime. I don't know. <laughs> just don't really care how Peyton Manning plays golf. Yeah. Uh, the NCAA made the decision earlier in the week to allow spring athletes uh, the extra year of eligibility. I think most coaches and administrators realized why that would have been a flawed situation. Uh, to do that with basketball and uh, winter right. athletes. Um, fans, you know, have their 
thoughts that, uh, well, players should have the opportunity to come back, you know, and they, uh, and they did not. So my question, I guess, would be, obviously, that's a good call uh, by the NCAA, and you can look at what not holding this basketball tournament does to their financial situation and what they pay out to schools and conferences to look no further than uh, it makes sense not to do that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think most conferences, one-bid conferences, for example, that would normally have expected $1.7 million, I think was the share amount this year. Yeah, assuming they just got in the tournament and lost their first game. Uh, that number's probably going to be closer to like 60% of that. So mm. a million-ish is kind of what they're understanding. Uh, you know, there's, there is an insurance policy, but doesn't cover the full amount, and uh, they're, they're all anticipate that. So, you know, when you look at it from that lens, they're not going to really be in a position to help the schools. And I, I did a story this week for the Big South talking to some of the softball coaches and, and just looking at their roster. For example, there was one program that had eight or nine scholarship seniors, and so they had recruit, brought in a class of people that have already signed, high school currently high school seniors, of eight or nine players. And, you know, if for some reason they all decide to come back, you've got a 33 or four player roster. You've got to figure out, you know, I heard another coach talk about, well, we would have to decide who we offer the same amount of scholarship money. You know, there's just so many questions that this is going to, to present. Are they going to allow kids that were high school seniors who had committed or signed to go to a, to a school and play a spring sport. And now all of a sudden there's four seniors coming back, you know, at their position or, or, or they're going to cost them playing time. Maybe they want to go elsewhere. Do they, are they allowed a waiver? I mean, there's just, there's a lot of moving parts to this. The financial part being the first part, because the NCAA is not going to foot the bill for the scholarships or grant any type of waiver. Um, that's what I was hoping they would do, but I guess that, that's just not feasible. Yeah, uh, we basically say the education part. You know, the school, the, the extra year is free, one-time situation, but that's that's not feasible. So, the estimate from John Gilbert, ECU's director of athletics, is that will cost three hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars for ECU. There was a USA Today article that estimated that uh, some of the so-called P5s it would cost anywhere from five hundred to nine hundred. So, I mean, let's say the range there is 350 to, to 900. I mean, the 350 at ECU, I'm sure, is going to be something that's going to keep John Gilbert up at night a little bit here uh, as sure. he tries to figure all that out. But you're talking about, you know, smaller leagues, the so-called one-bid leagues, uh, that, I mean, those spring sports, that, that's, that's real problems for some of them. Sure. I mean, uh, East Carolina at least has – you know, in a football program and a men's basketball program, the, the opportunity to, to generate revenue and, and have the opportunity to be on the plus side there. But you look at some of the, the, the members of the, you know, Division One who, who don't play football at all or play at the FCS level, and, uh, yeah, they, where does the money come from? Uh, going to donors is going to be as difficult as it's ever been coming out of this. And, uh, you know, it's just a multi-layered issue and nobody has the, the answer to right now. Um, a lot of 
there were a number of coaches I spoke with who felt like, you know, that their seniors may just move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they have an internship or, or a job or life plans ahead of them, and they're going to graduate in a, in a month or so and, and, and just just say, well, it's just unfortunate, but, but I'm moving ahead. Um, yeah. Um, so many people impacted in so many ways. We have people who have told us, you know, maybe some things to watch on uh, Netflix or, or some movies. Uh, tunes. You know, music's always therapeutic. You're a music guy. Yes. Uh, what, are, what are some good things to listen to here? What are you listening to to, to kind of get you through all this when you're downtown? Well, I've been, uh, I've been wearing out YouTube uh, at night with the, the family, a little forced music education for my daughters, uh, <laughs> watching some uh, old concert footage, and then they usually stay tuned in for a song or two and ask a few questions and then kind of fade off and hopefully go to sleep. Uh, you know, I, the, the, the young guy that I'm on and, uh, he's coming to Wilmington. He was supposed to come in May, but it's been rescheduled to August as a kid named Billy strings. He's in his twenties, kind of, uh, influenced by doc Watson and such growing up the great North Carolinian. And, but he's, he's really diversified from there. And, uh, uh, he's had been releasing some of his shows online as a lot of artists have, because, you know, they're itching to get back out on the road themselves and certainly know they have a strong fan base. So, uh, listen to, went, went kind of old school and listened to the drive by truckers today. And wow. That's some ageless music. In my opinion, their, their, their run of albums they had there around the turn of the century and yeah, you know, it's always, uh, music's great. I mean, YouTube's a great resource. If, no, it's free, and uh, you can you can really unearth some gems there. Of course, I'm always looking for a classic Grateful Dead show or something like that as well. But that <laughs> that's that that has nothing to do with being in a global pandemic. No, <laughs> maybe no. a little more frequent <laughs> this yeah. time than, than yeah. others. Uh, Brian, thanks. We appreciate the time, and uh, stay safe down there. And hopefully, you can find your way onto a, a fairway or two this uh, weekend. Yeah, maybe tomorrow afternoon. You never know. Okay. All right. Thanks, Pat. See you, buddy. You take care. All right. There he goes. Brian Mole of Forbes.com and uh, other outlets as well. We appreciate Brian being with us. All right. I'm excited about Bill Ripken joining us. We're going to get him on the phone. He's got a new book out. Of course, played a dozen years in the big leagues. Cal Ripken's uh, uh, brother and uh, with uh, MLB Network now. We're going to talk to him. So hang tight. Uh, we'll, we'll get him on the phone. We'll ask him about the prospects of MLB playing any games this year, certainly a uh, different situation for them in a, in a much shorter season, one would think. But uh, we'll get his thoughts on that when we return. Ben Byram is standing by now with an update on what's happening. Ben? Thanks, Patrick. Ben Barham here for your 94 Through the Game sports update. Longtime Aiden Griffin football head coach Paul Cornwell has accepted an assistant principal position at Farmville Central, making him no longer the athletic director at Griffin High School. In college hoops, the Nysmith Coach of the Year winners have been announced for men's and women's basketball. On the men's side, Dayton's Anthony Grant received the honor after leading the Flyers to a 29-2 overall record and a current 20-game winning streak. Grant beat out Baylor Scott Drew, San Diego State's Brian Dutcher, and Florida State's Leonard Hamilton. While on the women's side, South Carolina's Don Staley earned the honor after leading the Gamecocks to a 32-1 overall record that included being undefeated in conference play and ended the season on a 26-game winning streak. Patrick Tape, a graduate transfer from Columbia who committed to Duke last week, 
is reopening his recruitment. The 6'10 forward initially chose the Blue Devils after fielding an interest from several power conference schools, including others in the ACC. Tape averaged 11.3 points and 5.9 rebounds on 66% shooting as he earned all Ivy League honorable mention honors during a breakout junior season in 2018 through 2019. He sat out the 2019 through 2020 season after suffering a toe injury. Throughout the NFL, the Cowboys signed former All-Pro defensive end Alden Smith to a one-year deal worth up to $4 million. The 30-year-old defensive end has not played in a game since he was suspended in 2015 because of legal and substance abuse issues, but he is in the process of seeking reinstatement to the NFL. And the Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry signed his $10.2 million franchise tenure moments ago. Both the Titans and Henry are still committed to working on a long-term deal before July 15th, the deadline scheduled for franchise players to sign extensions. Fear 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Barra. More from the Patrick Johnson Show after this quick timeout. Patrick Johnson. For a guy who thinks he's cool, you're sure no fun. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Hit it. Bill Ripken and his new book, State of Play, The Old School Guide to New School Baseball. And when we booked this, we thought, well, we'll be either talking baseball, the season going on, or we'll be getting close to uh, talking it uh, after some of the events of the last uh, few weeks here. But we welcome in uh, 12-time big league vet and uh, the Emmy Award-winning MLB network analyst Bill Ripken who joins us here. Bill, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, doing our uh, doing our part, staying indoors. So hopefully, if everybody can do that, and uh, we can get this thing behind us, maybe we can talk baseball for real sometime during the summer. Well, let me ask you this. You know, it's interesting to me uh, when MLB kind of released, I guess, uh, the agreement with the Players Association and and the league itself that they would not be playing any games, they said, until all travel bans, all mass gathering bans are lifted in every city that has a major league team. That, to me, makes it uh, interesting. I don't know how letter of the law all of that agreement is as far as its wording, but, I mean, if that is rock solid, uh, it makes me wonder, will we even see baseball this year? Well, that's a good point, and uh, I think that um, we should trust the fact the commissioner's office, the player Association, Everybody's going to do the right thing um, moving forward because we have to. But uh, it is a little bit interesting situation going on for sure. Uh, I still want to be the optimist and, and be uh, optimistic about the whole thing and think that uh, we're going to be able to beat this thing and we will be able to move on. So I'm going to hold on to that. You know, I've heard it suggested that maybe around the time of the All-Star break, uh, if things were to really, really go well, and like you, I, I just kind of naturally want to be optimistic on all of this. Uh, that would seem like a, a good enough time to allow teams to kind of get together prior to that, have some kind of uh, ramped up spring training again, and then maybe you play a shortened season. Uh, again, that's just, you know, s- sort of wild ideas I- I've heard people, you know, suggest. And again, I think they're doing it in the same vein that you and I are trying to be as optimistic as possible. So could that work in your mind? I mean, let's just assume best case scenario. How long would it take? you know, a big league team to get together for spring training and kind of get things ramped up? Well, I, I believe for me in my spring training days, I mean, I had to take the six weeks to try to make a club because that was <laughs> what was going right. on. But I, I yeah. think that, I think that um, you know, for the most part, position players can probably ramp it up in two weeks. 
um, I would suggest or I would have a feeling that if we had a shortened spring training like that to get ready for the season, rosters would have to be probably expanded, you know, because they wouldn't want to stretch out pitchers. But I, I think of a half of a season, if that could come into play with MLB, I think that would be a pretty interesting time. Um, I think they could do some things to maybe um, be creative in a playoff format. They've already talked about the idea of maybe a neutral site World Series so they could play a little bit longer. So I think everything's on the table. Um, first things first, though, we've got to fix this uh, issue that's going on in our country and in the world for now um, uh, to try to get back to on pace to play baseball. The thing that I guess for me, uh, Bill, that, that really makes this um, – think, oh gosh, this is going to be tough, is they, they want fans in the stands. So obviously the, the ticket sales are still a huge part of the model for Major League Baseball, that tells me. Well, you know what? I think that everything's on the table. I think things are talked about to begin with, and this thing is so fluid because um, we can watch our local news and you hear something new and something different every day. So until we get a handle on this thing, I you know what, it's, it's it's fun to maybe speculate on some of these things moving forward, but we're right now we're guessing at what's going on. So hopefully we can take care of this thing, and when we do get started, um, we can get some somewhat normal uh, baseball in for this season. We've got uh, Bill Ripken on with us. We're going to uh, ask him about his new book, State of Play, uh, which uh, is the old school guide to new school baseball. We really appreciate Bill taking a few minutes with us uh, here. Uh, it was uh, talked about that A.J. Hinch and uh, the GM for the Astros are going to fulfill their suspensions in 2020. That ended at uh, the World Series 2020. Uh, if, if we just aren't able to get baseball off the ground this year, do you feel like A.J. Hinch is – maybe even back in Houston, but somewhere as a manager next year in the big leagues in 2021, regardless of what happens here in the next few months? You know, I, I wouldn't think so. I would think you almost have to go through a baseball season. There has to be some, I mean, look, he's not even allowed to be around baseball, a minor league park, a major league park, uh, nothing about it. And I think in order for him to possibly, and I say possibly get a manager's job back in the future He's going to have to spend some time in a front office. He's going to have to spend some time doing some other thing probably uh, before managers. And I, I would think if this baseball season um, doesn't resume, I, I don't know how people in the, in the right frame of mind would look at a full year suspension served. Yeah. Uh, the State of Play, the old school guide to new school baseball. Tell us a little bit about the book. Well, I think there's been so much conversation over the past few years that surrounded the new school and the metrics and the analytics. I'm not necessarily so sure what metrics and analytics are. If I was to sit here and tell you that I'm an analyzing person of the game of baseball as an old school guy, you'd say, okay, but that, that to me is, is nothing more than numbers and information that you come up with a plan. And I think over these past few years, the connotation out there, the innuendo out there is that old school guys just threw the bats and balls out on the field and are a big bunch of dummies that just went out there and played and flew by the right. seat of their pants. Yeah. It's just not the case. We've always used numbers. We've always used information and we'll continue to do so. You know, at some point though, Bill, isn't it, if you can go, you can go. I mean, I know those numbers, even back in the time when you were playing and I was a huge fan uh, and still am, but I mean, a huge, huge fan back then that, uh, you know, th th you looked at matchups and that sort of thing. But, you know, I, I ran into this a lot in basketball uh, the last couple of years calling games. 
you know, and I'm kind of that old school guy too. To me, can you go get a bucket? Can you can you hit at a certain? I mean, they, just to me, it comes down: can you go or not? Am I oversimplifying that? No, you're not. Um, look, I think what we've lost sight of is a little bit with all these spreadsheets and all this information out there. Have we actually forgotten that there's there's an art to play the game? It's not just all the individual metrics. And if something individually looks good, the five-tool player that was always talked about, he can hit, he can hit for power, he can run, he can throw, he can field. Well, I played with guys in the minor leagues that were kind of five-tool guys, but they couldn't play. And I think yeah. they've lost sight of that. And I think that the only way you can get that is you need to watch the game and you need to have qualified baseball people to actually step in sometimes and say, no, 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 this guy can play. Uh, we're a real treat to talk to Bill Ripken. I know he's on a short uh, window here. He's got a lot uh, of other hits he's doing across the country today. So we really appreciate uh, him uh, being on with us here. His new book, uh, State of Play, The Old School Guide to New School uh, Baseball. Let me uh, ask you a, a couple of things. If, if the season does resume, and of course, I think a lot of this may change, uh, may change if it does resume because of the shortened kind of, of year we I think we're going to wind up having if there is Major League Baseball this year. Who would be your favorites if things start in, you know, 45 days from now? In other words, with a shortened season, does that change anybody you were looking forward uh, towards being in the postseason necessarily? No, I still think the powerhouses are the powerhouses. You have to put the Dodgers up there in the conversation. You have to put the Yankees in the in the conversation. And think about the Yankees, for example. They were dinged up again. This uh, little break might have gotten them all healthy uh, moving forward. So I, I look at those two teams right there, and believe it or not, the Houston Astros, um, look, they're talented. So I think the three powerhouses are still there. I think the interesting division to watch this year is the NL East. And I think the shorter the season might make that more interesting because um, a shorter season will come cover up some of the weaknesses of mm-hmm. maybe the Mets and the Phillies compared to the Nats and the Braves. But that division is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Our guy, our producer, Ben Byram, uh, is a is a. Uh, Mets fan, so he was thrilled to hear you uh, say that. Uh, what, what, I'm a Cubs fan. Uh, what, what were you looking for out of Chicago uh, this year with David Ross kind of taking over things there? Because there still is a lot of talent on that roster of the day-to-day players. Well, there's no doubt, and that's a nice job to get if you're David Ross because right. if you think about yeah. Bryant and Rizzo being on the corners and Baez playing shortstop, you got three guys that you can run out there 150 times a year. And hopefully David Ross is at the mindset that these guys don't need as many day offs as somehow is, is uh, kind of documented nowadays. They, they have more off days during the season. They travel better. They have sleep therapists. They have nutritionists. But yet they can't play 162 games. So uh, I look at those three guys right there. They're pretty talented. I think they have enough pitching to go out there and compete. And that might be one of those teams, too, that the shorter season – might actually say, okay, we don't have to be as deep. We can have these guys right here, and if we ride these guys and they play well, we might have something special. Bill, have we forged enough of a a friendship on air? We could call you later on maybe and have you on uh, as we get closer to a season starting. You absolutely can. You send me the invite. I'll be glad to come on. I love it. I love it. All right, Bill Ripken, there he is. Great to talk to you, Bill. We appreciate it. State of Play is his brand-new book, The Old School Guide to New School uh, Baseball. Bill, thanks a lot, man. Thank you, sir. All right, there he goes, uh, Bill Ripken.
we'll we'll have him back on to talk a little about Cal Ripken and the the infamous baseball card. We just didn't have time to get to, to all that today because he was running behind a little bit, and we appreciate him being on. Uh, what he's talking about that neutral field deal, Ben, is baseball's kicking around the idea if they could start July first. And then conclude November fifteenth. It'd be a hundred game season, uh, and would pick up the second half of the season, you know, post All Star break. And you would play your games in the playoffs. You know, everybody would play on their home field for the playoff series up until the World Series, and then you would play it in an, in an ideal weather city, a neutral city. L.A. has been kicked around Dodger Stadium or where the Angels play there in their park in Anaheim or even San Diego. So kind I, of I think Super Bowl. I, yeah, in a way, I could get down with that. Uh, Shinsu Chu, big leaguer with the Rangers, right? Yep. Has agreed to give each Rangers minor leaguer, so that would include guys who play for the Wood Ducks, uh, $1,000 a piece. Wow. That's a lot. Very classy. That's very classy. Uh, very nice move. And kind of a, a thing that has, I, I actually like seeing that. I think that's a very cool thing. Because those guys in the minors, even though a lot of them are going to be getting paid for a little bit, you know, don't make a ton of money. Uh, and especially the guys starting out. So that's a very cool thing. Uh, thanks to Bill Ribgen for being with us uh, here. A timeout, and uh, we will come back and. Uh, Get set to wrap things up here on this uh, Thursday. Tell you about what we have in store tomorrow uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show on The Game. Stay tuned for more of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Pitt County's home for sports. Uh, a little while back, Roger Goodell, hoping to stymie teams from kind of venting frustration over the draft, NFL draft timing sent out a memo last week public discussion of issues related to the draft serves no useful purpose and is grounds for disciplinary action that does not apply or does not apply at least uh, now for adam schefter we'll try to get the audio for this for tomorrow but he was on sports center with scott van pelt and said the draft is happening only through the sheer force of the determination and lack of foresight from the NFL, frankly. They are determined to put this on while there is carnage in the streets. Schefter! What do you think? I thought he was buddy-buddy with the NFL. I thought he was kind of like a spokesperson for him almost. <sighs> Loosely. You know, the, there's an issue with the draft in that you have war rooms are going to be in different cities but some of these numbers in the war rooms you know go against local rules against gathering so I mean it's I'd be interesting to see if this still goes down it obviously will but it's going to be interesting uh, alright uh, big thanks to Brian Mole also Bill Ripken thanks to Ben Byram uh, tomorrow Joe Giglio on Football, college football, and uh, Dave Meltzer on WrestleMania. See you tomorrow.